Hello, Vikings. This is After Augie podcast where we talk all things post-Augustana. Thanks to those of you who tuned into our previous episode. If you didn't catch it, you can give it a listen in this feed. If this is your first time, welcome and stick around. My name is Molly Hodges, previously Molly Calhoun. I'm class of 2014, and I'm super excited to be your host today, um, especially because we have a special Valentine's Day episode with Alyssa Nelson, now Alyssa Matzel, and her husband, Brandon Matzel. They met at Augustana on day one in their peer mentor group, um, and then they went on to medical school together, and now they are both in residency. So she's going to be a pediatrician, he's going to be an orthopedic surgeon, and they're going to be saving the world, and it's going to be a great conversation. So let's get to it. Okay, so I'm going to have you two introduce yourselves. So we're going to see Alyssa Nelson or Matzel, <laughs> Brandon Matzel, Doc Matz. Yeah, but go ahead. You can do ladies first if you want to. All right. All right. Hello. Well, first of all, it's so good to see you. But um, okay. So yeah, my name is Alyssa Matzel, formerly Alyssa Nelson. Um, I I am a 2016 graduate. I am now uh, into my last year of pediatric residency at Authority Health Pediatrics at Children's Hospital Michigan in Detroit, Michigan, like inner city Detroit. I will be going to fellowship in pediatric endocrinology next year. And I'm married to this hunk next to me. <laughs> uh, and I'm Brandon Mossel. I was always Brandon Mossel. And I also graduated in 2016. <clears throat> um, let's see. Well, we'll talk about, I guess, the Augie stuff later, but I'm also uh, in residency. I'm in my third year of orthopedic surgery residency. Uh, in the suburbs of Detroit or just outside the suburbs of Detroit. And uh, I am married to this beautiful lady right here. We have two dogs that we love and that's pretty much our life. Yes. And if they start making noise while we're doing this, uh, I'm sorry. That's okay. Same for my toddler. (laughs) (laughs) You guys met at Augustana. Mm -hmm. We did. What were your majors? Oh, yes. My majors were pre-medicine and Spanish, and then I did a minor in public health. And then mine were pre-medicine and engineering physics. I didn't even know engineering physics was one of the majors. And then I was like reading something about it. It was like, I didn't know that was a major there. That's cool. Yeah, It was was cool. It was fun. Yeah, he definitely did all physics. I would not have passed without him, so... Oh, yeah. And he, you were a whiz because you and I took organic together. And then while you guys were at Augie, I'll let you share what you did. But I might brag for you if I don't if I don't feel you're doing yourself justice. Oh, okay. <laughs> what were you involved in? Yeah. So I guess I'll go first. You, so, you got lots to say. Um, yeah. So I guess going into Augustana, I was accepted for a vocal music scholarship and a theater scholarship. Um, so I was involved in Augie choir, um, or Augustana choirs, um, all four years. Uh, I did do theater my freshman year, but then I, I, yeah, I was in the play. I forgot about that. Um, but then I, yeah, crazy. It was really weird. Um, but it was, it was fun. Uh, but then I kind of stopped doing that. Um, I was also obviously in Delta Chi Theta sorority, um, which was fantastic. Um, (laughs) And let's see, I was in OSL, very involved with OSL, obviously. Take the dogs yeah. Yeah. Quick so they don't start barking. 
totally fair. Um, I was, I was the bingo girl for a year. That was fantastic. Um, <laughs> let's see. And then I was on homecoming committee for OSL, the insect board. Um, I was involved in the Augustana Community Health Outreach Organization, or ACHU, um, which went to Nicaragua. Yes, you went to Nicaragua. Yes, I did. For how long was that trip? So that was six weeks. Okay, and that was that was health science specific, wasn't it? Yes, exactly, yeah. So there were people from actually a lot of different majors that went on it. There was, there was, physical therapy, like focus people. There were obviously a lot of pre-med and like biology. Um, there was people that wanted to go to ophthalmology school too, or optometry school, I should say. Yeah. So it was a, a bunch of like science people. It was super awesome. Yeah. And then you, I, I obviously know you through Delta Chi and OSA, OSL. OSA. I forget what yeah. it is now. It's something else. Yeah. And then Brandon, what did you do? There's this Something special you have to mention. Okay. Um, I did much less than Alyssa. Like, always was doing much less than Alyssa. But, um, so I played basketball. That was, like, kind of one of the big things I did. And uh, that's the highlight of your basketball career? Highlight of the basketball career was probably going to the final. Well, there's two things. So we went to the final four junior year um, and ended up losing in the national championship game. But it was still an unbelievable experience, but also, um, That's make sure you mention yeah, that you're in the national championship. We, yeah. yeah, we were, I mean, it was, it was, it was a blast. Uh, would have been nice to win, but no, I wouldn't trade any of that, that phone run for, for anything else. Those are some good spring weekends. Um, and then the other basketball memory that was pretty amazing was we went to Brazil, um, for 10 days. And so we were in Sao Paulo for five and Rio for five. And that was before my sophomore year. Yeah. And um, so we ran some camps for kids down there. Uh, and then we played some of their like national teams and pro teams uh, and also got to explore Brazil, which was pretty amazing. Uh, I forgot about that trip. It was, it was pretty cool. Um, we all made it back, which is the most important part. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I guess some of the other stuff I was in was, um, oh, FCA, like Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, I was a community advisor for several years uh, in res life. And then uh, peer mentor. Yeah, we were both peer mentors. Yeah, we were. And specifically, yeah. I actually remember you being like, I remember freshman year, you were like the ultimate peer mentor. And I remember thinking like, oh, I just I want to be just like her when I'm, when I grow up. And so <laughs> I was peer, I was a peer mentor. You were all the years. years. Yeah, all the years I could. And then I roped you guys into it senior year. Yeah. You in like, gosh, it, the hearing you talk, I'm like, pediatrics is so perfect for you. Yeah. Right. I didn't even know it until. It's funny yeah. for how long it took to get there, Crazy. actually. But yeah. Um, you're like a, you're like the doctor version of Jess from New Girl. Oh, that's oh, the wow. nicest compliment I've that's, ever heard. We're that's up to She's like, theatrical yeah. the peer mentor like welcoming make each other everyone's comfortable That's just fantastic. thank you so much I love Jess and we love new girl yeah. <laughs> oh yeah okay so then after Augustana the two of you this is this is what I love and why you guys had to be the the Valentine's Day special you guys went on and your dreams came true and you both got into the same med school yeah. 18 yeah. still 
in uh, it was it was a little like little rocky road to get there i mean it it could have been worse but we both so we both applied during our senior year at augie didn't get in and then took a year off and so i worked at um an ortho practice in the suburbs of chicago um and i worked downtown chicago i moved in with my sister i remember sitting in the csl and and I had heard from the last med school that didn't accept me. And I called her and I was devastated. And she was like, it's fine. You're going to move in with me in the city and you're going to take a year. It's going to be fine. Oh, and it, was, it was fantastic. Um, So I moved in with her and I worked pretty much every job you can imagine. I was, um, I got my fitness instructor certification and I like taught spin and yoga and like this weird weightlifting class that I did. Um, I was a waitress uh, downtown Chicago I was a dog walker. You were a dog walker. Um, yeah. And then I was a um, wrestler. I know, yeah. Um, a dog. <laughs> a dog. <laughs> um, and then uh, I was a medical assistant for, I did do still some medicine yeah, stuff. Did. And I was uh, for like a family medicine clinic. Um, so then we immediately reapplied because, you know, we were obviously super passionate about it. And I think that looking back that year off was the best thing that we could have oh, done for by sure. far. For yeah. Sure. I know at the time it probably felt like you guys just crashed into a wall, but in retrospect, it's a speed bump. Yes, yes. Yeah. In there, you got to save some money. Yes, yeah. You both got to see what I think it's really valuable to see medical field from. For sure, definitely another role. Medical assistant, and I don't. What exactly did you do at that practice? Uh, I was technically an MA as well. I did a lot of casting, um, oh, and right. so it actually ended up helping a ton mm -hmm. showing up to residency like knowing how to put cast and splints on already yeah and knowing the flow of how mm -hmm. For sure. For sure. um and it like yeah it was just good real world perspective like there's not just studying mm -hmm. there's there's a lot else out there and it sort of i think reinvigorated us yeah definitely to sh like when we got to med school yeah. then be ready to to work our butts out again yeah and i and we'll the only taste of the twenties that either of you were going to get. That is yeah. probably, That's probably true. Yeah. Then like once every six months on a Saturday, like in celebration of a test being done, we would yeah, do it all true. over again. <laughs> Just oh, no. <laughs> but um, we both got into like different medical schools, which was, we were super thankful for, but ATSU was actually the only med school that we both got into. Mm -hmm. um, so it was a pretty easy decision because at the end of the day, we, you know, we like each other a lot. So we wanted to stay with each other. So there we went. And we both <laughs> knew that this is what we wanted to do before we were ever dating. Like yeah. we, were, we were friends who just studied mm -hmm. and knew we wanted to be doctors first. So it was pretty cool to get to go and do it together. Did you guys meet through your majors? We were so in the same peer mentor group freshman year. Yeah. We met, I know. We met like the little circle sitting in Carver. <laughs> you you yeah. met through icebreakers. Yes, exactly. exactly. Awesome, I was just... awesome Alyssa and Big Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I totally, obviously, I know that game because I was a peer mentor when yeah. I was a freshman. Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah. I was like saying goodbye to my parents and like my ex boyfriend, I guess now, but my boyfriend at the time. And I came back and I was like crying. So of course I was devastated. The world was ending. And I went downstairs and they had, you know, put the chairs in circles and I sat down and I was like wiping my tears. And I was like, okay, listen, you got to make friends. Like 
lock it up. And I like looked up and Brandon was across the way from me. And he was like, he kind of like gave me like, a, like, are you okay? Like mouthed it. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then oh, really, that is so cute. You said that to a girl you don't even know. Right? <laughs> I know, but a lot of guys would be like, I'm going to stay away from right. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, no, here we are. Yeah, here we are. <laughs> so cute. I did not know that. I just assumed it was from bio or something. I don't know. We we did. We ended up spending a lot of time yeah. together. Always like strictly platonic, and we like helped each other out with like school and friends, and we were always studying together. But then once our respective relationships end ended, we uh, you know one thing led to another, and we just never stopped uh, hanging out, out again. <laughs> yeah, the, the the love, the atmosphere of love in that science building. Oh, oh. Hanson, Bob. Uh, you know? oh, Bob. Bob, of course, Bob. Bob still, when I talk to him, tells me he will, uh, he will, he'll hurt me if I do anything bad to Alyssa. He reminds me of that every time. Yeah, of course, I'm sure. Yeah. People who are not getting into their programs or yeah. are taking a gap year, and maybe they don't necessarily want to. Do you have any words of wisdom or advice you want to impart on them? Ah, definitely. Yeah. I I would say um. It's always, we always joke that when you're in the midst of applying, advice from other people seems like really irrelevant because you're so focused on the path that you, that you're hoping is laid out before you. Um, so it's really easy to kind of like put your blinders on and like not listen to that advice. But um, our, I guess our advice is that like those speed bumps, as you put it, really will help define like your journey and you'll learn skills and parts about your personality that medical schools, residencies will actually want to talk about more so than like the stereotypical yeah. path that others may take. And so I, I guess I always say like, you know, those who wander are not always lost. And I think you can learn a lot within that, um, the uncertainty. So yeah. if you know that this is what you want to do, like, just keep at it. We know we know like our co-residents who have applied many, many times for medical school and they're, they eventually got in and all of those experiences while they were applying, like made them who they are. So yeah. keep at it, keep uh, making contacts and making connections and using kind of like networks, because I think this is really prevalent in like business world and, you know, it's all about who, you know, and that's not a hundred percent true in medicine, but it really can definitely help. So it helps a lot. Yeah. It can, it can help a lot. Yeah. Wow. Well, pretty good answer. I stuck in all of that. Yeah. That was pretty much everything. I think, yeah, just embrace it because you don't know like what you can get out of it mm -hmm. um, until you start trying. Like I know when we were interviewing for med school, people wanted to talk to you about like the dog walking. When you took that job, you're like, I'm just trying to fill time and make some money. And that was a huge topic of discussion. It just like. Really? Yeah, it was oh. crazy. And like, I, I mean, wonder what it was. I think about the dog walking. They were like, so you just went, <laughs> the, the interviewers would be like, so you just went into people's houses and took their dogs and then brought them back. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And they're like, wow, you never heard of it. Disgusting. And I was like, well, I mean, I, I guess looking yeah. back, but I, at the time, yeah, I just wanted to make, make some money and play with dogs, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But they loved that. Like, yeah. like so many, and I learned so like much about just like interacting with people and like being comfortable right away. And 
uh, you know, those skills are, you know, some that I still use all the time. Yeah. They're just things that make you a real person. Like a lot of schools more and more, especially once you're in the school and you get to talk to administrators, they like having people who have lived some life Mm -hmm. and aren't just going from one school to the next school to the next school. Like, because graduate school of any type is not easy. And so Mm -hmm. having some perspective on, you know, what the real world has to offer and knowing that, yeah, it's like, it's worth it for me to be here. And it's what I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. I I think you learn a lot of that during your gap years, if, if that is what you end up doing. For sure. That's a good point. I think it is, uh, it can be a spot in your application that shows some unique grit and perseverance. Yeah, for sure. You're making the choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that you're like, you see somebody's waiting tables, walking dogs and everything just to make the money, pay for these applications and cycle. That's, that's pretty cool. And for you, Brandon, you were kind of like, well, both of you were like start from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> there was a day that I was um, uh, I was orienting for the the waitressing position, and they were putting they were teaching us like where to put the forks. And I remember literally like having to excuse myself, and I went to the bathroom and I like started tearing up. And I was like, "How did I get to this? Like, I am a successful person. I went to like a great school, and like." <laughs> I just had this like mini mental breakdown, little men TV, as I say. Um, but you know, I, I it's it's funny because like all the all the waitressing part was like just a stepping stone. And yeah, it was just a talking point. And so when you feel like in your and and it's funny because we were 23, like we didn't know what we were doing. And I think no. everything has such gravity at that age, and you realize that it's it's not the end of the world and the decisions that you make now are not permanent. So just like, remember that, that you can always change your mind and things change and life change and no matter how much you plan. Yeah. I agree. Cause I always think about these new grads who are like, you know, that first year feels like what the heck am I going to do? And why am I not there yet? Right. Yeah. Right. right. First job supposed to be your dream job type of. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And then what, what were some experience? So I think that was a transformative experience in itself, just that gap year. But then what were some transformative experiences at Augie that helped you guys where you are now or helped you see this picture for yourselves now? Well, I'll say, I'll say two. One's kind of a cop-out, but one's like the actual curriculum, um, which sounds so boring. Please don't fall asleep, everybody. But I, I think that <laughs> getting to... Getting to med school, it was actually, everyone kept saying like, oh, Augie prepares you, Augie prepares you. But we got to med school and for for the first at least six months, there was a stark difference between us and our colleagues. And Brandon's a genius. I'm not like the smartest, you know, person ever, but I have to try a little bit harder. (laughs) But that being said, to the audio, Brandon is nodding in agreement aggressively. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so we there was a still a stark difference between us and our colleagues because they just they couldn't handle like the workload. And you know, med school is hard, you know, for everybody, but it was really nice because even with our gap year, we like came in with that mindset and training that Augie kind of prepares you for. And it was like a lot easier for us than than our peers. So I think that the curriculum in itself and the way that Augie kind of like pushes you to do to juggle a lot at once 
um, that really helped in grad school and has still helped in residency. Um, but I guess the, definitively the more tran transformative experience would be Nika, like Nicaragua. Um, there was there was a day that we had the option that we could go to like an elderly facility um, in one of the cities in Nicaragua, or we could go to an orphanage. And I decided to go to the orphanage because I just realized that like, I love playing with kids. And there were a plethora of different kind of kids there. And some had like some medical problems and some were just waiting for homes. And I think that's when I realized like I loved, I loved kids in general. And I wanted to like help those that aren't always healthy and don't always have the best situation. Um, so I think being able to get my hands on experience in Nicaragua, unlike anything I had before, I think Augie like kind of gave me that stepping stone to like see a different perspective um, mm -hmm. in medicine. And I think it's helped, um, you know, it ignite this passion for global health, but also just like, it made me realize that I really want to work with um, sick kids and sick people and people with, um, you know, not always the typical life situation. Um, and I really am passionate about social determinants of health now. And so I think that that definitely helped. That was like the first time I ever experienced something like that. Makes sense why, obviously the peds thing, but that why you want to go into. Yeah. Medicine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because you want to fix a problem. So yes, exactly. Let me see how that would transform your experience today. Yes, definitely. Brandon, um, you? she has really good answers. I feel kind of bad for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't, I can't Gen prepare. Genius. <laughs> oh, you'll notice the common theme more involved than I ever was or will be. And very, very accomplished. No. You both <laughs> were, and you both have this consistent pattern of service. Yeah. Yeah. Doggy, you know, yeah. Back yourself. Yeah. You're you're also Dr. Matzel. Yeah, that's true, but I am riding coattails. For oh, sure. stop. Answer so, the question. So anyway, um, <laughs> I think my two, one, so I echo everything you've said about the curriculum that just like as a as a whole overarching theme is, is true for sure. For me, I think basketball was one of them, um, which is kind of the easy answer, but Coach G or, or Coach Giovanni, um, it was interested in making us good basketball players, but better people. Um, and I think a lot of the things you, you mentioned grit earlier, that was one of the big tenets of, of how he coached and how he wanted us to be. And so <clears throat> learned a lot about sort of showing up every day, do, like doing your job and doing it to the best of your ability. Um, he used to say, you're either, you're either bringing energy in or you're sucking energy out. And so like, like as a member of a team, mm -hmm. it, it is your responsibility to bring energy to everybody else. Um, so, I mean, there's, there's just countless, countless stories and, and things like that, but basketball as a whole taught me a lot. Uh, and then my other probably transformative experience as far as academics was, um, going down to the Texas medical center because I, I knew, I thought I knew that I wanted to be an orthopedic surgeon, frankly, from when I was probably too young to mm -hmm. think that that's what I wanted to do, but I wanted to give myself every opportunity to see other areas in, in medicine or science in general that, that maybe I would find more passion in. Um, so, which is a big reason why I did the engineering because similar to orthopedics, I like, <laughs> I like things like 
putting things back together. I like things that kind of, I don't Carpentry. know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like as rudimentary as it gets basically. But um, I, you know, I wanted to go down there for that amazing experience. And, and what I ended up working on down there was actually traumatic brain injuries um, and different research as far as like different um, complexes in the brain, breaking down different proteins, things like that. But I learned down there that I did not want to do bench research. I like, <laughs> and that was a something I thought maybe I always would want to do in medicine. And I gained the utmost respect for everybody that can do that and how it shapes medicine on a daily basis and met some amazing people doing amazing work, but learned that that is just not something that floats my boat. And I just wanted to be a physician and a surgeon. And that experience gave me a lot of appreciation. Yeah. <laughs> that, I like how you spin that because some people would say they like, oh, it turned out to be a waste of time because I don't want to do that. And I'm not doing that. But you're mm -hmm. saying you learned that was very oh valuable God. for you. It, it was so valuable because it, I learned sort of the, the other side that I probably mm -hmm. won't be a part of, you know, firsthand, but benefit from every day. Yeah. It's the the things behind the scenes of medicine that most people don't know about that. It, mm -hmm. That was pretty amazing to learn about. And then what this is kind of a fun one, but especially for for Valentine's Day, what was your favorite? I'm going to say favorite date spot in the Quad Cities on your college kid budget. But then where would you go now on your not college kid budget? Ooh, this is a fun oh, question. <laughs> our budget is not much different than our college kids yeah, budget right now. We don't, we're not looking at big <laughs> money yet. I, I know that. I know that. But like, and I know this, <laughs> there's debt, but yes. there are some places that you'd go, you'd go now that you did not go. Oh, totally. So, I mean, the easy first answer, there's two of them that we did go to all the time yeah. was Whitey's and Arthur's. Yeah, like, that we, was we were there like, all the time. Yeah, that was still in our budget friendly. Yeah, for sure. What was and, your um? What was your order at at least Whitey's? Ooh, it depends on what season of the year. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I actually was. Oh, I was a heathen. I would get. <laughs> I would get. I would get a a medium chocolate shake with chocolate ice cream, specifically chocolate ice cream. Because if you get a chocolate shake, they make it with vanilla ice cream and mixed chocolate into it but I'd get chocolate brownie ice cream with Oreos, brownie and chocolate syrup on it. I was like, oh my God, I can taste it now. Oh my gosh, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you were a big during the fall. Oh thing. yeah, like right now, half pumpkin, half Ram Central Station, everything. Oh, yeah. that sounds, that's like pumpkin pie. Yeah, yes. exactly. And it's it was, unbelievable. It was, a, it was a whole thing. Yeah, that was a, that was a hit for yeah. sure. Those are the only two I could think of, but I never thought of putting them together. Oh, oh yeah. yeah we would do it all the Delicious. Time. definitely during the fall yeah and then are we go to arthur's i mean technically if we're talking on a budget i mean good man was just the best <laughs> hopefully good man's still open yeah i hope Goodman's still open. i actually don't know if it is i hope it is too so i just have to go and find out um, and village inn so when the library would would close oh, yeah, was like village inn always was open for another hour and so we would go to like, we if we knew we had studying to do still, then we'd go to Village Inn. Like, oh my God, we, wait, I have to tell this story. Pancakes and we would, when the <laughs> library closed, this is hilarious. We haven't talked about this in so long. I don't know. What when the library would close, because we would obviously close it down all the time because 
as we've mentioned, big nerds, but we would then get in our car and go to Wendy's to like get like a study snack. And the first time we went, it was like kind of like when we were like starting to date and stuff. And he was like, Hey, like I have a free, what do they call it? Scoot? Yeah. Frosty. frosty. Yes. Thank you. So he had, he was like, I got a free frosty coupon. Like I'll get you like a a frosty. No, no, we both, we were both into it. So so we we get there and we're like, hey, we'll have, you know, this our order. And then we also have a free frosty coupon. And we get to the window and they give us our food. They give us our frosty. We drive away. And then we look down and we're like, oh my gosh, they didn't take our frosty coupon. And we're like, okay, like next time we'll use it for sure. And we literally did that for probably two months, yeah, three months. I mean, never took your frosty never coupon. Took our frosty. And it started very innocently, very innocently. accidentally. <laughs> Uh, insurance fraud (laughs) (laughs) report us (laughs) Uh, and then you'd go to village inn after wendy's or how did that work those are usually different yeah (laughs) hopefully (laughs) hopefully different nights i don't know about where we'd go now in la ranch you guys oh. Oh. we were big La yeah Laranche Laranche sure. I think I always went to Laranche with like my friend like Delta Kai we would always like go to Laranche with any all the time Taco Bell was a lot of Taco Bell breakfast Sunday mornings live mass baby yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we were living less oh where I would go now is is probably Bass Street oh nice nice that is I forgot all about that place oh. that's a good call Oh my yeah. gosh, my parents took me there for my 21st birthday. Yeah. I mean, obviously not on my 21st birthday. We were doing other activities in Arba. But um <laughs> what do you mean? No, I'm just I have no idea. Um, but now yeah, Bass Street, that was yeah, I'd go that there. Nice. It's like a, I don't eat a lot of red meat anymore, but I feel like that would be like a special occasion for sure. Yeah. I you could get fish there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. They have like nice sure. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny's, Johnny's, Johnny's was around was that good. same spot too, right? Yeah, they're like right. I across. think so. Weren't they? Yeah, I think they were pretty close to each other. Yeah, Johnny's yeah. was the one that came to my mind. Yeah, for sure, they were good. There was also um Cafe Fresh, which was yeah, I loved it. My Hannah mm-hmm. Lindemann, my little and I would always go there, and that was like a little bit more on the expensive side, not exactly like balling on a budget, but. I think it felt like it though in college it definitely yeah was. yeah that's true <laughs> yeah. it felt like you're balling yeah for sure but yeah that's uh yeah that's Those where we go, some of the sure. I know there's so many there's so many good places yes oh gosh all the pizza there too oh yeah oh wait the pizza that we went to right on the corner what's that called hey, um right next to campus oh, I can picture the guy with his hat Yep, yeah, yep, 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 I can too. Um, <laughs> What's that called? I wanted to say Harris, but it's not. Yeah, Harris. That's right. That's right. Harris? Okay, I was like, right. Was it ho- wasn't there a hobo or something? There, there was oh, Happy Joe's and Happy Joe's. Happy Hobo. Happy, Joe. hobo. <laughs> happy Hobos. Yeah. <laughs> My friends and I loved High V Chinese. Oh, oh definitely. Yeah. You mean High Chai? I try. <laughs> oh, I did not know that name for it. <laughs> uh, I have never heard that. I like that. And then I had some other questions. Let me see here. There was one I really wanted to ask you guys. So how do you guys stay connected to Augustana? 
I kind of specifically want to hear, Alyssa, you and your friends are so cute. <laughs> I know um, you guys stick together. So I've seen a little bit of that. And Brandon, I I don't know for sure, but I assume you and the basketball crew yeah. are still tight. But oh, I want to kind of hear about that. Like you guys still stay in touch. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. I so I I think it's great because like you just make these like crazy strong connections at Augustana. Yeah, I I feel like my friends and I are really um, purposeful about like planning trips to each other because we all live all over the world now, truly. Um, Kendall Madero's in London and Lisa's in Spain, Jackie's in DC, Sarah's in Utah now. I mean, people are just all literally all over the world. So it's, um, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, adult friendships are hard. I think we're really spoiled at Augie because you just like, get really close and you're all like physically close but we're really purposeful about um you know supporting each other through our lives now um which I think is helpful um I I think it we make like FaceTime dates we but we make like plans we always like have something planned to see each other next and I think that's what kind of helps really good at that yeah it's it's really hard especially with residency but like we just, you know, have chosen to make it a priority. And yeah, I, I even though you guys like don't post on social media, you guys yeah. also do the same thing. Like just in yeah. a couple of weeks, Brandon over here is turning the big 3 L. And oh, wow. um, yeah, a bunch of the <laughs> basketball guys. Are, yeah, happy early birthday. Well, I guess by the time this comes out, you'll already be 30. That's wow, true. you oldy moldy. What's your birthday? Uh, December 11th. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. But of all the Augie basketball guys are coming up to our house in Michigan, actually, and we're hosting them for a whole weekend thing. So, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. I'd like similar to what you said. It's we try to have something on the books for at least some part of the group to to be able to get together. Yeah. But and yeah, I think to your point, like you you get so close with these people that like you're living alone for the first time you're like figuring out how to take care of yourself on a day-to-day basis it's hard not to form these amazing relationships so and I think looking back it's this is just advice to young alum for sure it it kind of can get overwhelming making adult friendships and like when you get to your workplace you're like oh well I don't want to just be stuck with my old friends like I need to make new relationships and that's really important and also harder than what I think people prepare you for but I think if you if you make it a priority from like the time you get out, those relationships mean so much because the, all those people know you like on a different level and you don't really have to ex- explain yourself anytime you're with them. Whereas like you're new. They saw yeah. you go from my first college yeah. chemistry class to now. Right, exactly. They've seen you at your best, your worst, your best. You know, most of her definitely your worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I implore you hush money too if you ever run for. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I implore like all the young alumni to like make those connections, and even though sometimes it seems like you're kind of stuck, make those a priority because they'll be like your golden gems when you're you're in the rut of adulthood for sure. Yeah, I like that answer a lot. Mm-hmm. I love that you guys clearly prioritize it. Um, and then how about, how have you guys seen Augustana play out in your day-to-day now? Like, Alyssa, are you 
singing to your patients? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, depending on what time of night it is sometimes. <laughs> um, I, so you just, you, you go first. Cause I feel like you, we were, when we were chatting, we, we oh. chatted about this question because we it meant like the most to us because I think it's really important because you know I mean that's the point of Augie it's like it carries you through the rest of your life yeah yeah and I'll kind of phrase what the question is you guys are talking about I asked you guys how Augustana has empowered you to use your skills and passions to meet the world's greatest needs because that's kind of that's like part of the mission of Augustana so is that what you were talking about yes yeah yeah and so I think the big thing that stands out to me literally every day is so we talked a little bit about how like Augie puts a ton on your plate right away and you learn to handle that at a pretty young age but you also learn I mean it is a liberal arts school and you do all of these classes maybe in areas that you're not going to pursue in your career but you meet people that you never would have met or you you build these relationships with personalities and and types of people that maybe are very dissimilar to yourself but you become good friends with them. And at the very least, you learn how to work and be very productive with people of all different walks of life and personality types. And no matter what you go into, um, you're going to have to learn to do that in the real world too, to have to be a productive member of any team. Uh, and I think like that's something that's very obvious to me every day for both of us. Yeah, we talk about it sure. because some people don't learn that. Some people don't get that. And I think Augie, prepares you for that better than I mean I'm like we're super biased but <laughs> I, I haven't met many people that have that kind of perspective that we yeah. do and are able to roll with the punches and roll with any group and work with anybody and know how to to be a positive member of that team yeah, so for sure. I, I I like talk about that a lot at work actually and and try and get like younger residents to be more like that um so I like, I literally, I think about this and talk about it every day. It's, it's I love a, what you said about bringing energy or sucking energy too. Yeah. Yeah. So see how that totally applies in surgery. Cause you really yeah. set the tone for the OR. Yep. You, you can either be a positive member of the team or you <laughs> can be negative and be grumpy and have a temper tantrum that doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the music you you play too that makes a difference too that well yeah <laughs> you're, you're, you're you're unless you play good music I think that I think everyone like talks about the Augie bubble right it's like you're in this like bubble at Augustana and and I think that I take that I don't want to call it childhood innocence but I guess the innocence that everybody is connected somehow I take that into work every day and I, I think it kind of like Brandon's answer. I think it gives you perspective on, on what their life is and what they're going through. And I think I just always approach it as like, whoever I'm talking to, whether it's one of my attendings, one of my co-residents, whether it's a patient, especially in pediatrics, especially parents, I just approach it as if I'm talking to a friend um, like you are at Augustana. And I just, I feel like that, leading with that kind of um, communication really helps any patient interactions. Um, but it's something that I didn't know was a skill until we left Augustana. Yeah, for sure. I, I like, I wish we would have, not that we underappreciated Augie when we were there because we were pretty obsessed with it, I think. Mm -hmm. um, 
<laughs> but and like I've learned to appreciate that more and more over the last seven years. Yeah. Oof. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it it's like you very much don't realize. <laughs> yeah. Nine years for me. Oh, Ooh. nice. Oh, you're almost a decade. <laughs> yeah, I'm like aging out of this committee because I won't be a young alumni after after I hit the ten years. So. Oh my Dang. gosh. Young. I know. Young. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, be grateful <laughs> be grateful you're only approaching your early 30s in that <laughs> mid. <laughs> and i'm sure nicaragua I, we have to touch on kenya and then i do want to oh, let you folks i know you're busy and you're saving okay. lives <laughs> lives limb and lives limb sure. and yeah. oh, that's fun i like that you save lives every day again the, the <laughs> comments I yeah, say limbs for sure. Limbs, limbs here, lives up here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to hear about Kenya. Yeah. It sounded. I know you were teaching newborn. Was it resuscitation or just kind of a program to prevent having to use newborn resuscitation? Honestly, all the above. So basically, the the residency program that I'm at had this um relationship with a hospital in in Kenya which is a medical mission hospital through an organization out of New York that is kind of like Doctors Without Borders, but um, just, you know, it's a different name. They do similar stuff though. Um, so I knew going into residency, it was one of the things I wanted because after Nicaragua, I've been really passionate about global health. Um, unfortunately, because of a little something that happened in 2020, I'm sure you can think of, um, the program stopped um, and nobody was allowed to go over. So myself and a co-resident of mine were really passionate about like now that people are traveling, we wanted to kind of like reincept the program. And so it was a lot of logistics of trying to like get um, like our license over there and, and be able to get visas and stuff like that. Um, but we were over there for about two, two and a half ish months. Um, and so while we were over there, there's no, uh, there's no, really pediatric subspecialty at all in the training in Kenya. It's like you are, you go through medical school and then you're just like a doctor to all, including like you're the general surgeon, you're the OB oh, guy. Wow. Yeah. So they don't get any like poignant pediatric training. So when we got there, um, they were super happy to have us one, because it's just more hands at the hospital. Um, but two, it was because we, you know, we had pediatric training. So we really did run the pediatric department. Um, we ran the NICU and then the newborn um, units day-to-day uh, -day in the hospital. And then we would also go into even more rural areas. So Nairobi is kind of where everybody knows in Kenya. So we were five hours um, just east of Nairobi in a, one of the poorest towns in Africa. So we would that was kind of like our home base, but then we would um, kind of get in this van and go out to even more rural communities where they had smaller clinics or hospitals. Um, and we would do teaching sessions for um, the physicians and nurses there to do basic um, neonatal resuscitation, um, bag mass breathing, um, you know, CPR kind of things like that. Uh, and then we taught, they had like one ultrasound machine. So I taught a class about like, ultra, like ways to use ultrasound and make it more effective. Um, and yeah, Just it was your like point of care, ultrasound, like trauma. Yeah, all, yeah. All the above. So like OB stuff, we did a lot. Um, there's a lot of like older patients with like heart problems. And so we did like, I taught them how to do like echoes. Um, we did a lot with like 
uh, line placements. So like, like they have the capacity to do central lines and to do IVs, but it's really difficult sometimes. And so we did like IV placed, um, IV guided like line placements. Uh, so as much as we did a lot of teaching over there, I feel like I learned so much. And, you know, before I went, I had to like sign this document that was like, if I was, yeah. you know, killed, raped, kidnapped, then I couldn't sue anybody. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm going to stick out like a sore thumb. But one of the things I always tell everybody is that despite like living in downtown Chicago and Detroit and all the places that we've lived, I've never felt safer than when I was there because they, even in like this rural area, because they just have a different perspective that like everybody like is really brother or sister. So I felt very safe yeah. no matter what time of day or night. That is awesome. It was incredible. It was, and then we, he actually, um, got to take some vacation yeah. and came over as did my parents. Yeah. yeah and my dad went true. to Augustana. So just a plug for that yeah. too. Um, but he came over, my parents came over, we did like safari, we did some like traveling too. So it was, it was unbelievable. Yeah. That is awesome. It was, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. And you got to, cause you're going to go, in, we didn't say this on the podcast, but you're going to go into pediatric endocrinology. And so you probably got to see what those yeah. are like if they don't have Yes, exactly. A ton. Yep, exactly. A ton of it. And uh, in my fellowship, I'm actually hoping to yeah. congenital hypothyroidism. I'm so sorry, our dogs are barking. Um, congenital hypothyroidism is um, something that's really uh, prevalent all across the world, but it's actually a pretty easy fix. Um, it's just a drug and it's a cheap drug. And so we're trying to, and hopefully in my fellowship program, I'll be able to go to different areas um, around the world and start that medical treatment. That is awesome. I love that. And Brandon will go into sports medicine and do yeah. all things anchors. Yes. Now, and then the last thing, and I really, I know I'm keeping you guys, but I do kind of want to hear about it's so romantic that you tore your ACL <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you're married to an orthopedic surgeon. Yes. Yeah. So his program, I actually tore my ACL visiting um, Sarah uh, yeah. Dyke, which is now Sarah Hoover, um, out West and tore my ACL on the ski slopes and came back. And by the way, I should have been the one to injure myself. I am like <laughs> not a good skier, got better, but yeah. not a good skier. Alyssa out of the kindness of her heart was like reminding me how to ski since it had been 10 years, probably since I skied and actually tore her ACL getting out of the way of a small child that was blazing down the hill that didn't know how to stop. Are you so, serious? Yeah, it was yeah. like some crazy jump and you were doing yeah, no. all no, I could lie and say, yeah, I was doing this backflip and I totally tore my ACL in an accident. Well, no, the, it was... the true pediatrician and you saved the kid. Yeah. But was there Brandon when she- Oh, I was right behind her when it happened. Oh, I didn't know if it was a girl's trip or what. Um, yeah, I was like halfsy, like half girl, but the boys came too. Yeah, we were, I mean, I was like 30 feet yeah. behind her when it happened. And yeah. I was like, uh, I <laughs> what had happened before you got down to her? When she said, I think my ski pole snapped and both her ski poles were like very much not snapped. Yeah. I was like, oh, I know what that was. Yeah. So she got the uh the sled ride down the hill oh my god it was against, so embarrassing i was like do we have to do this but they strapped me to the sled and shot me through this like laundry chute into the sled. 
he was a trooper the rest of the weekend and then at the end of that week was my uh, sister's wedding yeah the the matron of honor and her sister's wedding so put on an acl brace under the drugs i had an extra glass of wine that night but then the program director actually did the surgery and brandon got to be like basically scrubbing for it he has this like selfie oh, that is so like, cool dated, and he's he's like right there <laughs> so that was that was a cute date night for sure yeah it was good stuff you even got like how did insurance bill your overnight care for her brandon <laughs> <laughs> it went like right out one hand and right back into the other hand hopefully yeah right <laughs> so you actually got to be in there for her you yeah. scrub- scrubbed in or not quite uh i don't know if there's rules for that yeah so scrubbed in didn't do anything just like there to to watch okay we, like we had all chatted about it before i I just wanted to be there but i wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't doing i don't anything. blame you i would want to see ben's acl yeah it's a very intimate, intimate part of I, he's never yeah. seen the inside of my knee so now you have okay that is so cool well i will let you guys go but thank you for being our very special romantic <laughs> Valentine's Day guests. Of course. It was our honor. It was fantastic. You're so good at this. So <laughs> Well, I kept you too long. I feel bad. Oh, I know no, your time awesome. together is very precious. You guys are both busy residents and you don't you guys are two ships passing in the night. So <laughs> that is exactly how it is. Sometimes yeah. It, yeah. Sometimes it literally is. I'll call them, I'll be like, wait, I'm I'm driving down the road right now. Look out your window. <laughs> Oh, that is so sad. It's so sad. It's so sad. So I won't ask you your Valentine's Day plans, partly because it's currently November. Yeah. Yeah. Because it might be a depressing answer that you won't see each other. I think we have Valentine's Day off together this year. So we'll actually, we haven't in years. So maybe we'll do something in honor of this. We should. Go down to Hockey Goon Man. Yeah, go get some Goon Man. Or High Chai. Yeah, hi, Chai. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. Go be with your dogs. I never heard them bark. Oh, oh good. good. They were barking. <laughs> well, I didn't hear it, so hopefully nobody else will. You're so good at this. You're like the person to do it. Yeah, thanks for inviting us. Well, you guys are easy because I love you guys and cheering for you guys. Thank you. There's days that we need that, so we appreciate it. And that's a wrap for today's special Valentine's Day episode. We wish Drs. Matzel a happy Valentine's Day as well as all of you. Catch us back here next month for more After Augie action. We like to keep these shows relatively short. I know that one probably went a little bit long, but they're such awesome people. Um, So take us along for your ride to commute to and from work. Build us into your morning routine or unwind with us in the evening after a long day with your beverage of choice. Until next time, Vikings, have a good one.